Hey everyone, this is Joseph Bosco, pastor of Highway Church. Thanks for joining us on our podcast. You know, all of us need the right kind of voices in our lives. Voices that inspire us to know the one who made us. Voices that awaken our divine destiny and reveal to us the goodness of God. Well, that's what this ministry is all about. So enjoy the message. overhead projectors you know you put this piece of plastic on there I mean that was of God but anything beyond that no you know oh no you're putting video screens up at your churches the whole world's gone to pot right this I'm just being real with you this really happens in the body of Christ you get this narrow thinking that's ungodly so church is starting where they had one location and said we're going to have another location miles from here and we're going to film what's going on here and we're going to play it there and people will come there and participate in worship through video and i'm telling you the slack that they took for that the criticism how evil they were and it's being done all throughout the united states and around the world now very successfully and millions of people's lives have been changed including mine okay now hallelujah I remember, let's see. I remember the first time, the first minister I heard when we came back from Europe to the States in December of 95 was a man by the name of Fred Price, excellent Bible teacher. And I saw him on our TV in our hotel room, changed my life. But there was a time, his church was in LA, and he had a church in New York City. And he would fly from coast to coast every week. There were pastors who'd have churches in Missouri and Florida. There are pastors who uh, have churches in Atlanta and New York City. Pastors who have churches today in multiple states. And, th- and th- there was a time he said, you couldn't do that. Well, you know, the Apostle Paul traveled around a bit. Do you know that? He planted churches, and he had churches in different nations. Hello. You have to resist small-minded thinking. So let's talk about highway expansion. Highway expansion. Highway vision, highway commitment, highway expansion. We must improve our online presence. Right now, this camera's been great. It's, relatively speaking, amazing what it can do and relatively inexpensive but it's not going to cut it for what God wants us to do. So we've got to get multiple cameras. We've got to get lighting so we can uh, really be seen with multiple cameras. So we've got to improve our online presence. Um, That consists of a quality live stream, um, multiple cameras, better lighting, and creating video content by topic so that people can can log in or uh, uh, listen to different topics and messages. There is just an overabundance of stuff inside of me that needs to come out and needs to be made accessible uh, online by topic. So we're going to start working on that. Um, I mentioned, I just kind of use this term. uh, Now you understand, um, over these last 16 months, like I said, thousands of churches have closed. Done. They're gone. They've walked away from what God called them to do. We have not. 
Um, and, but there are other churches who have some churches saying we're never going to meet in person again. We're just going to be online. When I talk about church online, that means that someone from anywhere in the world can become a part of our church. They could plug in. They can put it on a, a, a screen in their home, gather their family, worship with us, get their Bibles out, hear the word, learn the word, grow in the word, put their faith in Christ, receive healing all through that Internet connection. That's what I'm talking about. I, I don't, there will never be a substitute for corporate worship in person, flesh to flesh, face to face. That, that will never go away as far as I can tell in my lifetime. It's just too, it's too valuable to me. So when I talk about church online, that's not doing away with our corporate gatherings. But it is, it, it does involve a lot of work to create. If you've ever edited a video... You, you got a three-minute video that could take you days to edit. And you see it like, well, that was great. They must have just threw that together. Uh-uh. <laughs> if you've ever worked with, with software, audio and video software, it is some of the most demanding software in the world, what it requires on the machines you're working on. It requires maximum power, maximum capacity, and very efficient software. So it is not easy, and it requires a lot of those who are producing and creating it. A lot. (laughs) But we cannot afford to be small in our thinking. All right? Can you put up that map of the United States, please? The first one. I don't know if you recognize this or not, but this is Rhode Island right here. No, actually, that's the United States of America. Rhode Island, you know where that is, right? Right up there. Smallest state in the Union. But the greatest state in the Union, right? It's an awesome place. I love the ocean state. Let me read to you 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 11. You can get, actually, you can go to that verse. We'll put that back up there. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 11. Dear, dear highway family. Dear highway family, online and here in person, here in the Northeast. I can't tell you how much I long for you to enter this wide open spacious life of, of full commitment to Christ. We didn't fence you in. The smallness you feel comes from within you. Your lives are not small, but you're living them in a small way. I'm speaking as plainly as I can and with great affection. Open your lives. Live openly. And expressively, expansively, excuse me. I have found as a five-fold ministry gift, this is probably the greatest challenge is getting people to believe God. People have been in church for decades. Getting them to put aside their small thinking and embrace the person of Christ. It's the greatest challenge. But I want to exhort you to do that Okay, you can put the United States back up there again. This is the nation we're living in. And it is a nation unlike any other. And I feel for for those who've gone through public school since the 1970s, it started before that, but it's gotten worse every decade, because you've been given a very twisted, distorted, false picture of our history But those who criticize America have no idea 
And I do mean no idea what real freedom is. No idea. I grew up with a grandfather who did that, who was constantly criticizing America and thought how wonderful it would be to live in Russia. Now, I got older, and I traveled overseas in the Middle East, and uh, the, the unit I was with, I was not on it. They went to the Ukraine and to the Black Sea, and, and the people in Russia were almost violent to try and get on that boat and get out of that country. They said, please take me with you. Please get me out of here. There are countries that forbid their people to leave. What, and there are some Americans in their ignorance thinking that's better. Have no idea what real freedom is. I mean, no idea. And the cost of it. And the cost of maintaining it and promoting it. Thank God for this nation. Thank God for the freedom we have. And the men and the women who've given their lives face tremendous persecution so that we could be here today doing what we're doing in public. Hallelujah. We cannot live anymore in our comfort zone. Say bye-bye to your comfort zone, highway family. <laughs> Kiss it goodbye. Forget about it. You are way more than your comfort zone. You are way more. You know, little kids hold on to their stuffies and their blankies, and that's cute for a little kid, but it's really disturbing for adults, right? It's time to grow out of whatever. That's their comfort zone, right? Our kids all had them. It was cute, but they don't use them anymore. <laughs> so those little things that you're holding on to for comfort, throw them away and let Christ become your comfort zone. So when we first arrived in New England, we still awake? When we first arrived, and what, our, what my plan at the time was, we were over living. I lived in, in Italy for about two years, and the midway through, came back, got Jennifer, and brought her back over with me as my wife. We spent our first year in Montericello, looking overlooking the Tyrrhenian Sea in Naples, Italy, and uh, just seeking the Lord. I said, "Lord, I just want more of you. I just want." And someone was sending us cassette tapes from a powerful church in Northwest Ohio. And that's what we were feeding on. And, and it just became apparent to me that, that this, this preach was just growing in me. And I said, Lord, what do you want us to do? And I thought it was to go to Nashville and get involved in the Christian music industry. So that was our plan, to go from Naples to Memphis, Tennessee, finish our commitment to the uh, music, Navy music band that I was playing with, and then move to Nashville. That was back in 1994, uh, 95, 94, 95. Uh, but then we got, I got orders to Newport, Rhode Island. I'm not kidding when I said I did, I did not, we, neither one of us knew where that was. I was at the Cape once as a child, but I was like, Newport, what? Rhode Island? Where is that? And we had a friend of ours, another guitar player that I was traveling with, he said, oh, they have Dunkin' Donuts there. I was like, all right. <laughs> but we had to get on a map, and this is pre pre-smartphones, pre-internet, we got, had to go on a map and find Newport, Rhode Island. Oh, it's, it's on an island, a Quidnick Island. Oh. So we arrived on a foggy night in December 20th, I think it was, or 19th, and we couldn't even see where we were, just they, driving over this bridge, and okay, here we are. 
He followed God. He didn't know where he was going. This is my life. I'm just telling you. <laughs> and it was that first or second night a nor'easter came in, record-breaking winter, and we were watching Fred Price in our bedroom right before Christmas. Our whole life was being changed. And we said, we've got to find a church that will just say what Jesus said. I didn't even know if that was possible. We looked in the yellow pages, and there was one church in there under non-denominational. All the rest were. So we said, let's go to that one. And it turned out we met Sam Smith, who was close friends with Brother Hagen and Charles Capps and Kenneth Copeland and Andrew Womack. And I knew, I just knew them all. And he opened up a whole new world to us. I got a hold of tremendous books from people in history like E.W. Kenyon, who's probably my favorite uh, Bible teacher of the 20th century, and F.F. F. Bosworth, and uh, on and on and on, uh, McPherson, and, and uh, Lillian B. Yeoman, and uh, it just goes on and on and on. And our whole life was changed. But we were living in Newport, Rhode Island, and there are three towns on the little island. Newport, Middletown, and Portsmouth. The church was in Portsmouth about three or four miles away from where we lived. We drove to church. We got to the church. They asked us where we live. We said in Newport. And they went, you drove from Newport? I'm not kidding. Three or four miles away. Small thinking. Small thinking. I, I thought I, I, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. Small thinking, <laughs> teeny, tiny. I, I just kind of like, uh. <laughs> that shows you the scope of their thinking. To drive three or four miles, that's a commitment, okay? There are people who have a three-mile radius view of the world, or a 10-mile, or a 50-mile, or a 60-mile radius. Do you know Highway Church, we're about 40 miles from Boston, downtown Boston. We're 20-some miles from Providence. Do you know how many miles it is from Boston to L.A.? It's about 3,000, give or take, a little bit. Do you know how many miles around the equator of the earth? How big's your thinking? It's about 25,000 miles. Do you have a three-mile radius or do you have a 25,000-mile radius of your scope? So we began pursuing Christ, and it became very apparent we had to preach. We had to become full-time ministers of the gospel, and we decided not to go to Tennessee and not to go to Nashville, and that was back in 19, you know, from 95, 96, 97, in 98, and 99, we stepped into full-time ministry. And, and, and at that time, I thought we would be at the church we were at until Jesus came back, and I was fully ready to do so. That's a, all we wanted was him, and, and, over, and then we were there for about 15 years, and things over the years changed, and shifts took place, and we found ourselves starting a new work. And I'm, I have never been a person who would choose to go somewhere because of the demographics. The pastor's Pastor Sam told us when, he, when he, we were, began serving there, he said, if you're not called to New England and you stay here, you're going to die here. It'll kill you. Because he went through tremendous persecution because of the religious demons here in this region of the nation. Tremendous spiritual warfare here. You won't know it until you give your whole self to Christ. 
you might just be flowing with it. I don't know. But if you give your whole self to Christ, you'll start seeing some stuff. Okay, tremendous darkness over this region of our nation. But that's changing, praise God. It's changed a lot, and he was one that had a great deal to do with that starting in 1979. Praise God, and we're a part of that now. So, over the years, we started this new work, and the Lord began to speaking to us. We didn't want a building to meet in that looked like a church. It was just something in me says, we don't want this to be churchy. In other words, we don't, pe- we don't want people to think they're coming into a religious tradition. We want people just to, to see a nice building, to come in and say, what's this all about? Not a big white steeple that they think they have to walk in like this, you know. So we started a movie theater. I, we stepped out, again, just being real with you, I, husband, wife, four children, family of six, uh, a 3,000-square-foot home, five acres of land, fixed expenses, and we stepped out and started a church in February in New England. I did, had no other job. I, we were just trusting God for our income. No, it didn't work anywhere. I haven't worked any, any, any other job other than full-time ministry since 1999. Been trusting God. I trusted God before that anyway. I'm not going to stop now, right? To start a church in winter in New England with no support, that you, no other church backing you or so forth, you better know you heard from God. And it's been amazing what God has done. It's been amazing. We started in a cinema they started us out with, we're paying $500 a service from 7.30 to 12.30 to have that cinema. 7.30 a.m. to 12.30, we met like, we had like a two-hour spot. We had, to, we had to keep all of the equipment in our garage. We had to load all, being in my family, had to load all of that equipment onto our minivan, take all of that equipment to the theater in very cold weather, unload all of those equipments and make many trips into the Silver City Galleria Mall, up the elevator, out the elevator, down through cinema number, whatever we were in, all the way down, and set everything up from scratch. Then after it was over, we had to pack every last piece of gear up, put it all in our totes, load it all the way back out of the hallway, down the elevators, out into the vans, and, and that's what we did. It wasn't until we got here in 2018, that we could actually set up and leave it set up. That's commitment. Our vehicle sustained some major wear and tear. We were holding a lot of weight. Okay? (laughs) So when this place, we started praying, and and this place became available, um, we liked the look of the interior, and the ex- we liked the building. We weren't crazy about the location, but we think it's a cool building. We like this vibe, you know. It's, it's, it's got kind of a, a cool feel to it. It's not churchy, but we're not, we've never been crazy about the location. But this is just a, a step in the plan. But what's in our heart is to have a place that's like a cafe, restaurant. I mean, nice uh, and I'm just throwing this out there. I don't have any specifics, but I, I say cafe more than restaurant. In other words, you walk in, and it's just like beautiful decor, premium coffee, you know, and, and, and some things that go along with that. And it's open during the week, 
People can come in and just get an espresso and leave. But, but, then, but, but there, there may be things going on during the week at night there, uh, Christian events, worship events, uh, Bible studies. And then on the weekend, or on a Sunday morning, there's another room, a larger room like this, where we have worship services. Uh, and that's what's in us, um, to see something like that unfold and take place. And I believe it's going to be in multiple locations. I'm just talking here. I'm just sharing what's in my heart, all right? And I, but we'd like round tables. We'd like it to feel, because it's funny, you know, still this day, Jennifer are laughing. We're, we're always the last ones out of church. We've been like that since who knows when. We just, we love being together. We just talk and visit. We may as well have some coffee while we're here, right? May as well have a nice place to meet, right? Okay, so put that for next slide up there with Highway Church up there. So that's what we did up in the northeast. So we started highway. All right. So we're in our, our, in February, we'll be celebrating our eighth anniversary. We've got Brother Scott Webb coming. You're going to love this man. It, I'm tremendous. Check him out. Get his podcast. Start listening to him. Scott Webb. He's a pastor of a church in Alabama. I think they call Word of Life. Tremendous teacher. Um, anyway, he's coming in February. But the Lord began uh, opening things up inside of us these last 10 years. He began awakening things that I put aside 20-some years ago. One of those was music. And, and the gifts of the Spirit, the moving, flowing during service, not being stuck to a specific schedule, and just having Holy Ghost times together. And a service that's more free, and a, and a church that's not, you have to fill out 20 pages of paper to serve. All right? So keeping it simple. You come three times, you're a member. Just keeping it simple. And in these last, oh, five years, uh, what was it? This is 2021. So back in 2015, I guess about six years ago, the Lord started putting on our heart to, to release an album of worship music. And, and we did that. We started working with a producer in Nashville who we saw back in two, early 2000s, got to know him. Uh, tremendous man, Grammy Award winner, multiple Dove Award winner. And uh, we released an album in 2016. And uh, it was a fun project, learned a lot, but the Lord is saying we want you to do a whole lot more of that. Um, so we began, we began meeting Joey Roberts, Jim Hockaday, Jen Tringale, Mary Frances Varallo, this wonderful uh, group of people that has the same heart, that preaches the same message, that wants to see people know who Jesus is, <laughs> what he's done for us, who we are in him. So these relationships have been developing over the last three or four years. And we've been traveling and ministering with these people, and, and God's been showing us things. And one of the things that he began opening up, and go put that next slide up there. Just click on the next one there. Should go to the next one. There you go. Yeah. Is, is planting another church in Nashville, Tennessee. See that? You can drive just straight down. Right there. Yeah, planning another church in Nashville, Tennessee. And uh, we said, well, how is, how is that going to happen? <laughs> now, again, we don't have anything down there. We don't have people saying, okay, we're, we're ready for you. Come on down. We're just spending time with Jesus. All right? And uh, this past 16 months, I, 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 the things the Lord spoke to my heart, I'm telling you, things have shifted in America. And if you don't... Run after Christ with everything you got. You're going to miss it. Yeah. 
we're not going to do things the way we did them a year and a half ago. It is time to follow the Spirit of God like we've never followed Him before. So we began putting in our hearts, starting a new work, and I don't know when this was. I mean, it was something that was kind of back in the distance in the last, well, since the 90s, you know, but I just, I just want to do what He wants us to do. So as the year, as the months progressed, we really felt, and we shared it with the board, I think it was back in 2018, I have to go back and look in the notes, that we uh, are praying about starting a, a new, planning a new church in Nashville, Tennessee, and we've just been praying about it for the last few years, but we believe the Lord is saying to do it and to keep pastoring this church. Now, that might be a new concept to you, but it's not in the body of Christ, I mean, there are many pastors that I can name who have, pastor, who have churches in multiple states, and they pastor all of them. This is the age we're living in. Travel is more accessible than it's ever been. The Internet is probably one of the primary reasons that that works. Um, why Nashville? Well, um, put the next slide up there. And again, we're praying this out. If I had the details, I'd give them to you. If I had a timeline, I'd give it to you. I don't. But we're saying, God, show us what's the next step. I believe, again, for this ministry in us, this highway ministry, is to create an online presence to get content out there so anyone from anywhere in the world can receive the revelation that God's put in our hearts regarding Christ, okay? Um, I don't have any kind of timeline, but this is what the Lord's been impressing upon us, and we're just praying it out. I believe, you know, I used to think that, that God's plan was just all set in stone. But there was one factor I didn't understand. It was the free will of men. Jesus told his disciples to go into a town. If they receive you, bless them. If they don't, shake the dust off your feet and get out of there. What's he talking about? The free will of man, to accept or reject. So over the last 25 years, I began to understand how the free will of people affects what God wants to do in the earth. There are parts of God's plan that no one can change. There's a day when it's just not going to go any farther. The New Testament teaches us we can hasten the return of Christ. I'm all for that. Show me what to do. How do we do that? Give him everything. Okay. So I, the, things have shifted since we came here in 94, yeah. 95. Yeah. And we've seen a shift in, in the Northeast. We've seen a shift in our nation. We've seen a shift in us. And we don't understand all of that. We're living by faith. And we don't understand all the ins and outs of, of what the Lord is leading. But we believe he's l leading us to get this new work happening in Nashville which will then fuel the work that's happening up here. Now, that looks kind of uh, backward to me. I would say, let's, let's let this fuel the work down there. I don't understand it all yet. We're just praying about it. Like I said, we're not leaving tomorrow. I don't know. I don't have any plans. We, we are, we're living in our home. We haven't sold our home. Uh, we're saying, God, what do you want us to do? Do you want us to rent an apartment in Nashville? You want me to go down there like Sunday night and stay down there, have a Bible study for a couple days in the beginning of the week and come back here on Friday? Uh, do, you want us, do you want us to sell our house? Do you want us to buy a house in Nashville? Do you want us to rent our house here? Do you want us to have an apartment? I don't know. I'm open. But we're asking the Lord to show us. 
what he wants us to do, and you will not get left behind. We're going to need a team of faithful people who understand what God is doing here and what the vision is. Now, I'm going to put another slide up there. Are you ready? Put the next slide up there. Last summer, while everyone else was, or many people were panicking, we were having a great time. We, we traveled out to, to the Grand Canyon. We were on planes. It was just us, basically. We had a great time. Lay out your seat. We went to Palm Desert, and then we met with a pastor friend of ours in California, a tremendous man, and I never expected this. We're sitting there, Jennifer and I having lunch. I thought, what in the world's going on in us? And in my heart, I began seeing Boston, Nashville, L.A. I thought, hmm, how is that going to happen? I don't know. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just talking open with you here. All right? There, like I said, there are no detailed plans for this at all. I'm just talking. Okay? But there's some, there was something there, and I don't know what that means. I don't, but I'm praying it out. Go ahead, put the next slide up there. So you see, if we go Boston, Nashville, L.A., Nashville, Boston, what's that do? You're covering America. Right? There's always been in my heart something special about America. Some people have certain nations in their heart or that there's something with me about this nation. Expansion. You see, earth is not a static place. Your calling is not static. There are strategies of the enemy. There's the free will of men. There are times when a shift must take place. God is the general in this army. And, it, and, and there's a time when one region needs to draw from another region so that that region can fulfill its call. There are times when we have to change our plans. There, there are times when we have to, to say yes. I wasn't planning on going in that direction, but the Lord's leading us in that direction. We're going to go there. But I want you to know, I, I, I have been someone, when the Lord showed me as a probably 20-year-old that, that I was to marry that woman, I didn't say anything to her probably for another year and a half or so. When the Lord speaks something to my heart, I just pray on it. I just, and there's things I don't say for months or years. Because I want to know what he's saying to me. I'm all in. And I'm inviting you to be all in. I don't, like I said, I don't know what else, what other strategies the enemy is cooking up for this nation. What other foolish policies are attempting to be passed, I don't know. But we're going to go all the way. So I believe the Lord wants to utilize us in a much greater way than, than we've been utilized. And that what's in us is for the nation. Uh, if you've been listening to the people who've come here, the prophets we've had in, and I, I recorded what they said. I wrote down what they said because they were speaking to the very things I'm sharing with you now. And they didn't know what. They were just by the Spirit of God saying things to me that God said to me years ago in my closet. You can't fake that stuff. You just can't fake that stuff. 
Hallelujah. So with us, it's very important that it's simple. What we do is simple, that it's all about Jesus, and that there's good coffee and good music. <laughs> so basically right now, what we're, we, again, we have no detailed plans. I'm just sharing this with it. Pray about it. Let's ask God to show us. We're together in this. We're all in, right? But we, we're going to need to do this together. Okay, but it, it, as this unfolds, you know, if we have to go there for a period of weeks, we're going to need everyone here to be faithful. So it may be that while we're here, we're streaming a service down to Nashville, and they're watching down there on a screen. And maybe we go down there, and, and we're watching up here on a screen, all right? But uh, uh, that's, that's, we'll just follow the Lord, and let's do what he's leading us to do. But it's exciting. Um, Hallelujah. So there you have it, guys. That's all I know right now. <laughs> and I'm just putting it out there. Yeah. And you know, like with anything, people start talking and gossiping. And, but if you have any questions, come talk to me. I'll tell you what I know. That's about it. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, we're just praying on this right now. And again, have no timeline. We're just saying, God, show us what's coming. But we do realize things change. There's been a tremendous shift in our nation. Major strategies to upset this nation are in place. And God's asking things of his people to turn the tide. And I believe the message we have and the music that's in us is going to help that. And so wouldn't it be like the Lord to position us in a place from that location? Boy, you can catch a flight just about anywhere in America real quick in Nashville. It's kind of hard sometimes up in Boston to catch a flight to certain places. You've got to go down to North Carolina to get to Illinois or, what, you know, all kinds of things. Or, but from that location, bang, you can be in L.A. in a heartbeat and Boston, back to Boston. And uh, they've got a Nashville to Boston that I've flown a uh, number of times. And we'll just see how the Lord does this. But we're going all the way, all the way, all the way. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, you're so good. This earth is not our home. It holds nothing for us. You are our home. And we are looking to speed your return. We are looking to be with you. But before that day comes, we're looking to bring as many into your kingdom as we can. We want everyone in Boston to know you. We want everyone in East Taunton and Raynham and Fall River and, and uh, New Bedford and Fairhaven and Swansea and Rehoboth and uh, Providence, and Pawtucket, and Cranston, and Warwick. We want them all to know you, Father. We want to see New England transformed by your Spirit, and the gospel of Jesus Christ rising to the surface and being received in the hearts of men and women and young people. Lord, what you've done, what we've seen you do in our lives in the last 20 years has been amazing. You have been faithful to provide for us. And it's really just beginning. We're here in the eighth year of this work, and it's just beginning. The devil's defeated. And we're going to go all the way with you. So, Lord, we ask you as your family, as this highway family, show us what to do next. We need your wisdom. We need your guidance. We need your strategy because we don't know what to do. But our eyes are on you. 
And we thank you, Lord, that everyone who's a part of this family will be blessed. As these things unfold, that we will grow stronger, we will expand, we will increase, and we will impact this nation like never before. We thank you for delivering this nation from the strategies of the enemy. We declare Jesus Christ Lord of Maine, Lord of New Hampshire, Lord of Vermont, Lord of Massachusetts, Lord of Rhode Island, Lord of Connecticut, Lord of New York, Lord of Pennsylvania, Lord of Delaware, Lord of New Jersey and Maryland and Virginia and the Carolinas and the entire eastern seaboard, Lord of the Gulf, Lord of the Midwest, Lord of the West Coast, Lord of the Northwest, and Lord of the northern parts of our nation. Jesus Christ is Lord of America, and the best days of America are just in front of us. Golden days of your glory. And we thank you, Father, for allowing us to be a part of it. In Jesus' name, amen. God is so good. We want to invite you to continue to grow in the knowledge of His goodness, who He is, what He's done for you, and who you are in Him. Check out our websites at josephbosco.us and highwaychurch.us and begin living the abundant life He came to give you.